the seventh day of the month. I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. John 15, verse 11. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Philippians 4, verse 4. Our consideration of love in the preceding days began a sequence of themes set forth in Galatians 5 as the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today we consider joy. In Sunday school, children are sometimes taught this acrostic, Jesus first, others next, yourself last. Is this formula too childish, too simplistic to be true? Certainly it runs utterly against the grain of our culture, which advises us to look out for number one, and we all know who that is. Even in church circles, we often hear this counsel given to those who spend their lives serving others in the name of Jesus. Take time for yourself, or you'll get burned out. But what do you suppose Mother Teresa would have said had you told her that? Wrestle valiantly with answers to these questions. What is the source of the deepest and most lasting joy I know? How does this joy compare to the fleeting frivolities that advertise themselves as being sources of true happiness? In times of confusion, distress, and grief, what does it mean to be able to rejoice in the Lord always? Consider the possibility that the best time we can take for ourselves is our time of contemplation before God, our time in conversation with God. Could it be that the lack of joy we call burnout is related to our neglect of just such contemplation and conversation with the divine as we seek to aid others through our own strength and wisdom alone? Opening Prayer O God, how happy are those whose strength is in you, those who, while going through the barren valleys of life, make them places of springs. In their hearts are the highways to Zion. Cause us to be numbered with them, to find in you our dwelling place. Now and hereafter, grant us the delight of living in your house, ever singing your praise. Amen. Psalm 95 Verses 1 through 7. Come, let's shout praises to God. Raise the roof for the rock who saved us. Let's march into his presence singing praises, lifting the rafters with our hymns. And why? Because God is the best, high king over all the gods. In one hand, he holds deep caves and caverns. In the other hand, grasps the high mountains. He made ocean, he owns it. His hands sculpted earth. So come, let us worship. Bow before him, on your knees before God who made us. Oh yes, he's our God, and we're the people he pastures, the flock he feeds. From the prophet Zephaniah, chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. Listen, the day of the Lord. In it the warrior cries out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high corner towers. 
I will bring distress on men, so that they will walk like the blind, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood will be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath, and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy, for he will make a complete end, indeed a terrifying one, of all the inhabitants of the earth. From the Apocryphal Book, Ecclesiasticus, chapter 43, verses 1 through 22. The beauty of the celestial height and the pure firmament, heaven itself manifests its glory. The sun at its rising shines at its fullest, a wonderful instrument, the work of the Most High. At noon it scorches the earth, and who can bear its fiery heat? Like a blazing furnace of solid metal, the sun's rays set the mountains aflame. Its fiery tongue consumes the world. The eyes are burned by its fire. Great indeed is the Lord who made it, at whose orders it urges on its steeds. It is the moon that marks the changing season, governing the times, their lasting sign. By it we know the sacred seasons and pilgrimage feast, a light which wanes in its course. The new moon, like its name, renews itself. How wondrous it is when it changes. A military signal for the water skins on high. It paves the firmament with its brilliance. The beauty of the heavens and the glory of the stars. A shining ornament in the heights of God. By the Lord's command, the moon keeps its appointed place and does not fade as the stars keep watch. Behold the rainbow, then bless its maker, for majestic indeed is its splendor. It spans the heavens with its glory. The hand of God has stretched it out in power. His rebuke marks out the path for the hail and makes the flashes of his judgment shine forth. For his own purposes, he opens the storehouse and makes the rain clouds fly like vultures. His might gives the clouds their strength and breaks off their hailstones. The thunder of his voice makes the earth writhe. By his power he shakes the mountains. A word from him drives on the south wind, whirlwind, hurricane, and storm wind. He makes the snow fly like birds. It settles down like swarms of locusts. Its shining whiteness blinds the eyes. The mind marvels at its steady fall. He scatters frost like salt. It shines like blossoms on the thorn bush. He sends cold northern blasts that harden the ponds like solid ground, spreads a crust over every body of water, and clothes each pool with a coat of armor. When mountain growth is scorched by heat and flowering plains as by fire, the dripping clouds restore them all, and the scattered dew enriches the parched land. From Revelation chapter 14, verse 14 through the eighth verse in chapter 15. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man, having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, crying out with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Put your sickle and reap, for the hour to reap has come, because the harvest of the earth is ripe. Then he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was reaped. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, the one who has power over fire, came out from the altar, and he called with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, Put in your sharp sickle, and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, because their grapes are wrath. So the angel swung his sickle to the earth, and gathered the clusters from the vine of the earth, and threw them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city, and blood came out from the winepress up to the horses' bridles for a distance of two hundred miles. 
Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels who had seven plagues, which are the last, because in them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. And those who had been victorious of the beast and his image and the number of his names, standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God. And they sang the song of Moses, the bondservant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works. O Lord God, the Almighty, righteous and true are your ways, King of the nations, who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After these things I looked, and the temple of the tabernacle of testimony in heaven was opened, and the seven angels who had the seven plagues came out of the temple clothed in linen, clean and bright and girded around their chest with golden sashes. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13 verses 1 through 9. Now on the same occasion there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you no, but unless you repent you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those eighteen on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he began telling this parable. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, and it did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. What does he even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put it in fertilizer, and if it bears fruit next year, fine, but if not, cut it down. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. An Orthodox Prayer of St. John Damascene O Master, lover of mankind, is this bed to be my coffin, or wilt thou enlighten my wretched soul with another day? Behold, the coffin lieth before me. Behold, death confronteth me. I fear, O Lord, thy judgment and the endless torments, yet I cease not to do evil. My Lord God, I continually anger thee, and thy most pure mother, and all the heavenly host, and my holy guardian angel. I know, O Lord, that I am unworthy of thy love for mankind, but am worthy of every condemnation and torment. But, O Lord, whether I will it or not, save me. For to save a righteous man is no great thing, and to have mercy on the pure is nothing wonderful, for they are worthy of thy mercy. But, O me, a sinner, 
show the wonder of thy mercy. In this reveal thy love for mankind, lest my wickedness prevail over thine ineffable goodness and merciful kindness, and order my life as thou wilt. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. 